episode 19 of the 212th ranked best worst hockey podcast there is out there. It is none other than the Puck Wave podcast. I'm some guy, as always, America's goalie, Jackson Boline, and not one, but two new guests in lieu of Jacob Lucas. First, we have joining us. I don't know, man. Would you say the quickest growing devil's Instagram on the app? It's got to be. Hey, hey, I'm not going to gloat, you know, but we're growing, you know, we're growing right now. So that is none other than Devils Fanatics himself, Justin Brady. And also joining us, this is the first time I think we have a proper Canadian, or at least lives in Canada. I don't want to assume that you are of Canadian nationality, but we have inside the pucks, Kieran Bray. What's up, man? Not too much. And I, I am Canadian, yes. First Canadian on the podcast. Look so at us. There you go. It only took us like eight months, JB. But we finally <laughs> got one. Yes, finally got one. All right. So I'm going to preface this early. Like the first 15, 20 minutes, if you don't like the New Jersey Devils, if you don't think they're a wagon just yet, just fast forward. I'll maybe leave a time mark of when like you'll be good to go. But for the next, you know, 15, 20 minutes, we're going to be talking about America's wagon, the New Jersey Devils. Um, yes, sir. We've had my thoughts on them the entire time. Way too many of my opinions out, are out there. So, Justin, I want to lead off with you. You were at the game last night. You've been at a couple games this year. You're up late with the team. You're posting everything about them. What is it about this 2022-2023 New Jersey Devils team that has made a seven-game winning streak possible? Dude, I don't know. It's just something special about this team right now. You know, it's been so many years where we just have been disappointed year after year, and now it feels like it's all coming together. Everybody is playing as one team. Every player is contributing to the team's success right now, and the fans are believing in it right now. The young core with Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt are playing phenomenal right now. They have every line playing great hockey right now. Their defense, I think, is the best it's been in such a long time with additions of John Marino and Brendan Smith. And, and most importantly, more than anything, goaltending. Yes, Mackenzie Blackwood is out for a few weeks now, but Vitek Vanacek has stepped up big time. And if you, I, I just posted something about it. He's six to zero in his last six starts. So this team is clicking on all cylinders right now. It's funny you said like all four lines are working. I remember last week, I you know how hard it is for the BMW line to get like a mention on a podcast, but like that's how good they've been doing. And it's like Miles Wood is actually pretty good at hockey. Like a lot of people forgot, yep. me included, but like. I don't know. It's something about them. If you would have told me before they started that Canada trip that they would go like they would win one game, I'd be like, all right, that's a success. But to win and come back and win the way that they did all three nights was just like better than you could have expected. They beat three, uh, like two good teams in Vancouver. So, you know, it was an overall huge success. They came back home last night. They scored five, only three counted. And you, I don't know, did you start the movement or have you just been like the biggest supporter of Flood the Rock? 
I, I, I've been the biggest supporter of it. I don't know who started it. I think it was somebody on like Pinterest or something like that, or like Reddit. I don't know. It was something like that. There was somebody posted about it. Um, but yeah, no, I just been trying to carry the movement and it showed yesterday. Uh, the rock was packed last night because the fans are believing in what they're seeing right now. When, when your team's playing good, fans are going to come to see it. So yeah. How do we feel on the Fire Lindy movement at the moment? Yeah, I, I think we have to hold the uh, hit the brakes for that one right now, because I like at like first two games, I think every Devils fan would be like, "Oh, Fire Lindy rough." Every fan at the home opener was chanting "Fire Lindy rough." He got booed in the opening intros, so like, yeah. But know what? I I. I wouldn't change anything right now. Some people believe it's because Andrew Burnett came in and now he's the biggest influence on the coaching staff, but I wouldn't change anything. You're winning right now. Keep it the same. Unless you really have a big collapse, don't change anything right now. Kieran, do you have any thoughts on the New Jersey Devils? I'm not a big fan of the team, but I'll say this much. I think they had a great offseason, very underrated. That Ty Smith for Marino trade was fantastic at the time, and it's even better now. Marino has been amazing this season. And you have guys like Heischer, Bratt, and Hughes really stepping up this year. I think that's a huge forward core, very young, going to be very good for a long time. First team in the Metro to 10 wins. Like, that is such a fun team, exciting, going to score a lot of goals. And Vitek Vanacek, too. Didn't expect him to be very good. Honestly, I thought the Devils would have huge problems in their net this season. But honestly, Vitek Vanacek's been very solid. He's got six wins already in eight games. Looking very solid for them. The Brat-Heischer-Hughes combination, a lot of people found out for the first time last night, this is the first time they've ever played a dozen games together in a row. They've been playing together for, what, this is Hughes' fourth year? In four years, this trio's only played 11 games in a row and this is like that's just a ridiculous stat not saying that that has any reason why the devils have been so bad during the time that the three of them have been together but it speaks to like you get them all together and you get them healthy and get them right kind of showing like you know what their potential could be yeah Mm. they're such so fun to watch man like whenever i can i turn on the devils because that's just Hughes especially, man, love seeing him play. And uh, he sure really stepping it up. Great two-way forward for the past few years, but his offense has been exploding this year. Yeah, and just just to add to that, Hughes is not even playing his best hockey right now, in my opinion. I think he uh, he sure and Brat are really just the two top guys right now playing out of their minds right now. But the fact that Hughes is still on a point-per-game pace, I think, or close to it, and he's not even playing up to his expectations right now, that says something about him and this Devils team because the that core three has been playing great. Um, just got to really stay off the injury report. That's the key. Yeah. The big thing with the the Devils as well is, I mean, they're they're, re, they're uh, the kind of rebuild that they went through with and then the success that they're seeing right now. It's with their their drafted talent. I mean, the the, the first line are all uh, draft picks, two of them first round, and then somehow Jesper Bratt slipped through the draft and has uh, became one of the best un- uh, or lower draft players in the league right now. Uh, but, I mean, here, sure, 
he's finally stepping up. I, I think he's always been a good player, um, but on a team that's, that's struggled. Now it's a, a really good team. He's finally getting noticed as a great two-way two player in the league. And uh, Jack Hughes, obviously, who, I mean, people were putting the bus tag on him the first month of the season, his rookie year. Um, but I don't think anybody's talking about bus with Jack Hughes uh, anymore because he, he was great last year. And, um, he's showing that he's a phenomenal hockey player. Yeah, that's a great reminder, JB, that like Kako Kako still fucking sucks. Like, I can't get over that fact. Like, I'm sorry, Jacob, I didn't mean to do that. Everybody was dogging Jack Hughes, like you said, but Kako Kako is actually terrible. Like, he's not that good. And everybody's like, oh, the stats will come. Yeah, but like, they might not. Um, back to the Devils, though. And it's a great point that you brought up their draft and how they've built that way. We do have a couple questions that people asked us about the New Jersey Devils. And the first one that you sent to me, Justin, what do you think the team should do with Alexander Holtz? I'm going to lead this off just because I've told Jackson this a million times. I have like, this is why I, I'm still not a huge fan of Lindy Ruff, even though the winning streak and the good start, like they're just wasting him. And I said, I think last week that I don't know why Zetterland's playing over him. I kind of have to put my foot in my mouth a little bit over that one. Cause Zetterland, had that game winner in Calgary and he's been playing well, but I don't know how in eight winger spots, you can't find somewhere for Alex Holtz to play. Like you drafted him less than two years ago. You got to find somewhere for him to play consistently or like send him back down to the AHL. He has to be playing. He can't just be sitting on the bench for no reason and no end in sight. Yeah. So I disagree and agree at the same time. So I agree that he should be playing in the AHL right now. There should be no reason that he should not be playing. Also, it kills his confidence that he's not even playing and he can't even get better sitting on the sidelines right now. But I don't believe he should be in the lineup right now. He has an amazing shot. Nobody's doubting that. But the Devils are one of the fastest teams in the NHL right now. If you saw that game against the Oilers, that was probably one of the most fast-paced games I think I've ever watched in my life. And that's what the Devils are – that's their key to success right now is their speed. And Alexander Holtz slows them down, in my opinion. So they swept in Jesper Boakvist in for him. And I think Boakvist, he's not, he's not going to like show it on the stat sheet, but he has speed and he could show it and, and like he could keep up with everybody while Holtz, I don't think, can. There's one person in the world that's going to love that Boakvist uh, mention. It's a good friend of ours, Munir. He's going to love that mention, but... Uh... But yeah, I mean, you know, it's very dependent on the identity of the team and how they're doing now. So like I get it, but also, you know, I want to I want to see him out there and see, you know, what they have for him the rest of the year. Um all right. Who do you want to see more from this as the season progresses? Do either of the non-Devils fans have an answer for this one? I mean, if he's healthy, Mackenzie Blackwood, mm. um, he's a, a big-time player for that team. And when he was good, um, I, I believe it was his – maybe it was his rookie season or the first couple. He was – he's one of my favorite goalies to watch in the league just because he's he's so athletic. And uh, when he can – when he's hot, he's just – he's very, very good. But you got Vincent Vanacek, so you don't particularly need him 
to be on every night. Um, it shows that teams win in the playoffs when they have a good duel, unless you have Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, but yeah, it, he's a player that I, I look for to step up a little bit. And um, if I could chip in a little bit here, I'd say my pick to step it up a little bit is Jack Hughes. And he's not played bad by any means, but I think he can reach another level. And right now he's got 12 points in 13 games. And I think he can really be a guy that can score 90 to 100 points, even maybe more. I see him as being like that guy on the team right now. It's just for Brat, but I think Hughes can really take his next step. He can be a guy that scores 40. 60 assists, 70 assists, be a top guy in the league, top five center, and yeah, you know what I mean? Justin, I'm interested who you're going to say because I'm I'm kind of in a similar boat as Kieran, but not quite, so I want to let you go first. Yeah, so I was going to agree with Kieran as well. Um, I think Jackie, and he's not playing bad at all. He's Honestly, I think his defensive game has improved as well, so that's important, um, but he's having trouble finishing right now. Um, you could tell he's a little frustrated right now, even though the team's having fun and winning. You could tell he's frustrated because he can't put the puck in the net right now. So it's like flashbacks to his rookie year because he he had such a hard time. I think he only had seven goals in like 61 games that year. So, But I, I think it's going to come for him. Ed, just no, just don't, I'm not worried at all about it. I, I think he's going to find his game eventually, on at least offensively. My pick is somebody that, Hockey Twitter was talking about a lot last night, actually. Not for anything he actually did. If anything, he didn't do something. It's Dawson Mercer. He had that incredible clip of just totally, I don't know the guy's name on Calgary, that totally whiffed on the hit. And it's not even like Dawson Mercer's been playing bad or anything. But if you can get him going, if you can get like 20 goals out of Dawson Mercer, this team is going to go places. This is like a missing key. Whatever line you can stick him on if you can get like constant production and get him shots and get him going like that's a potential key to a future cup run i i don't want to say cup run a playoff run so that i would want to see dawson mercer you know step it up a little bit but i'm not this is just like icing on top of the cake this isn't really a real complaining thing about him yeah that was my backup pick um, speaking of cup runs, a lot of people, as quick as they are to give the Devils some recognition, they're already saying what their downfall could potentially be in the playoffs if they were to make it there. Uh, there's a player in San Jose who has something that the Devils don't have, which is a big body. Uh, proving goal scoring ability, kind of. Uh, that's Timo Meyer. Somebody wants to know, Justin, should the Devils try to make a trade for Timo Meyer? I mean, I, I would 100%. You know, the Devils really lack a pure goal scorer. I'm not going to say Timo Meyer is a pure goal scorer, but he has good goal scoring ability, which really no Devils player, I think, has right now. Um, so, yeah, I would I would make the trade. Um, and we don't need – I would trade – I would even trade two first-round picks in Alexander Holtz, and that might be a stretch. But I think the Devils are in a place where they need to win now. They can't keep them relying on their first-round draft picks to build to the future. Like, they're, like they're, they want to win now, in my opinion. So I think they want to get a guy in Timo Meyer who can make an instant impact to the team. So I would trade for him 
non-Devils fans, would you add Timo Meyer if you are Tom Fitzgerald? I think the the first thing you got to think about is, can they afford to trade away some of their prospects and picks? And I think the answer is obviously yes. They've been building their system for a long time. Their young players are in the, the, the guys who they need are in the NHL now. And I think Alexander Holtz is expendable if you can get Timo Meyer. And especially if you can get him locked down to a long-term contract, that would be huge for the Devils. JB? Yeah. Um, so the only thing I get uh, not wanting to continue the stretch of just drafting first-round picks um, and hoping that they pan out. And it's gone very well now in the last couple of picks, um, assuming, obviously, that you got uh, Alexander Holtz panning out in the long term. But – the window is open pretty wide for this team. It seems like if they're going to compete this year, that's a, I mean, it's a young team. The devils are still a very young team. I'm trying to think of uh, older guys off the top of my head right now. I mean, Andre Palat, who you just brought in is he's not super young, still, but still with a broken penis. It'll be about three months till we see him. Again. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Oh man. Imagine when he gets back though, that team's going to be even uh, yeah. stronger, but um. It's just the window's so open. You don't want to – you almost can't afford to trade some uh, younger pieces. I don't know. It, it's a difficult thing because what if there's a fall-off in the middle of the season after you traded two first-round picks and a really highly touted prospect? But Timo Meyer is, very, Meyer is a very good player. I mean, he's strong. He's got a, the shot um, nearly as good as uh, – best uh, one of the tops in the league he, he's an incredible player um i don't know it, it's a difficult situation i mean we're so young in the season it just seems like the team's for real um and if you want to win in the next three years i think you make a move yeah i'd agree with you i'd maybe make a move for him and the final question Realistically, where do you see New Jersey finish standing-wise at the end of the season? I say third in the East, second in the Metro. I say third in the Metro. I think Carolina will get first place. They're, I think I have them win the Cup, um, actually. And then I think the Rangers will get second. I think even though they're off to a lack, lackluster start, they'll, find, they'll get it together. So, yeah, I think Devils will be third in the Metro right now. I would have to say the Devils will third in the Metro. Yeah, I'll agree with Justin here. And um, I think they're going to maintain their really, really solid season a lot. But the East is just so tough to predict right now because there's so many good teams. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go with third in the Metro. That's a, that's a safe pick. Yeah, and the – yeah, it's tough right now I don't, because you got a – I mean, you got Washington, New York, and Pittsburgh in a bad stretch those are all i would think three teams that at the end of the year would be in the race for the playoffs i don't know how i feel about the islanders um and same with philly i mean philly i i might might buy why did you even bring them up they're not going to be anything yeah they're not going (laughs) to be there but um so yeah i I think they make it the playoffs uh if at the worst i think they're a one or two wild card team the last devil's thing I mean, I'm sure they'll sprinkle themselves back into the conversation. 
But the last thing on the Devils I wanted to say, uh, congrats to friend of the show, one Mr. Brat Pack, 10,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, it's a good reminder that Jasper Brat is, in fact, the best player in the NHL. And uh, yep. yeah, I think that was a good talk about the Devils. So if you're not a Devils fan, uh, you can resume listening. And JB, I know your Minnesota Wild just started. So I'm going to let you pick the next topic just so I know that like we have you here for a minute. Well, I'll be paying attention. Uh, the Wild don't like to shoot the puck anymore. Oh, oh, I just missed the net. That's like um, eight minutes in the first uh, period in the last two games. So they have zero shots. But um, what did we talk about? I got to look back here uh, about talk today. I, I want to talk about, I believe, oh, the Red Wings. The Red Wings. I, I went into my closet and I dug out an old Red Wings hat that I found um, because they are possibly, possibly wagon watch as well. Um, they don't have the power that the Red, uh, the, like the, the star power that the Red Wings have, but they're a fun team to watch. They were fun last year. They were a 500 team the majority of the season until later um, where they kind of fall, fell off, but they have a lot of young players just like the devils where they're building for the draft. I mean, and they added a couple really – they had a really good offseason. Uh, Kubelik, who he was a 30-point scorer. He was a, in the Calder race with Chicago just a couple years ago, and Chicago do, did what they do best and let uh, really talented young kids go. And he struggled. I'm not – I can't remember where he went last year. Uh, he struggled a little bit there. But – trying to. oh, I, never mind. He was in Chicago. So he struggled with the, uh, Chicago last year, but – he was let go or I think he was a free agent. He got signed and he's off to a really good start with 16 points uh, in 30, in 13 games leading the Red Wings with goals tied with Larkin. And you got Larkin who's a leader. Um, it's been there a while. He's actually in trade talks his last off season. And it just looked down the list. Perron, a present, a Stanley cup winner, uh, a veteran presence. Then, I mean, you look at the rookies and they're, they're high class. Their draft drafting has been, incredible lucas raymond um looking in like more cider and then you got obviously the guys that they've drafted before in zadina and bertuzzi and andrew cop they brought I, I just go on and on about this team that they their offseason that they had just in general and who so they focused on every single position in the offseason and in the drafts it's such a well-rung team and they have a new coach this year who's First time head coach. Uh, he was an assistant with Tampa Bay, uh, if I remember. So he's bringing Stanley Cup experience over too. Um, it's just the team that can score and can punch you in the face if they need to. Huso's like projections for the rest of the year are actually like insane. Yeah. I so think the Blues are idiots for choosing Bennington. He's given up 15 goals. And at least on ESPN, it's projected he's only going to let up 80 more. In 42 games, they think he'll win 32, lose six, overtime, loss 13. And they think he'll have 11 more shutouts. That's just like an unfathomable amount. That's crazy. And they think that he'll have more saves in his final 42 starts, almost more than he's had his entire career. They think he'll have 1,600 more. Oh, no, that's, that's shots against my bad. But still, like, saves, 
1785 for his career. They think he'll have 1500 more the rest of the year. The time on ice, they kind of messed up because they think he'll play 382 minutes a game, which is just impossible. But that's just a ridiculous, like, projected stat line for the guy. Yeah, it is. And I found out that Red Wings fans get very mad if you don't bring up Huso a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, they like he got left off of a few lists and stuff, and people did not like that. Because, like, I guess, you know, Carter Hart didn't do great last week and other people, you know, but they thought Huso deserved it. But, like, to be fair, now our eyes are on him. Now we're going to be yeah. watching the Red Wings. So mm. let's hope that with America watching, he's able to keep this performance up along with the rest of the boys. Yeah, I look at this team. I, I From what I've seen so far, they're a very physical team. They have that big third line. Um that's like the biggest get, in NHL history, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've heard they, like Red Wings fans are calling them like the tower line or something like that. I've heard from a few Red Wings fans. Um, that's what they're calling them. And, and the team, um, they, like, um, like JB said, they had a great offseason. Um, so, yeah, this team, I think, is should be on the map. Goaltending is amazing right now. And they're getting um, contributions from all uh, from everybody right now. They have two kids, who, two guys on their team who the Chicago Blackhawks led away after having pretty good seasons in their rookie years and Bias Suter and, and Dominique Kubelik. Just crazy what the Blackhawks do. And Panarin, oh, such a horrible organization. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I, I was just because yeah. Jacob's not here. I was just going to talk shit about the Rangers the whole time. But Panarin did actually something cool. So. The Rangers are on like their dad's trip. I guess they're going on a road trip or something starting tomorrow or whatever. And the guy that Panarin has with him isn't his like birth dad. It's the guy that he moved in with when he first came into the NHL. I guess he's also Russian and like helped him out and stuff. <laughs> so like I thought that was pretty cool. Other than that, like the Rangers blow, but that was I a agree. nice touch. Yeah. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> Justin and I kind of know because we're in the area. But if you have Islander fans dogging you after a loss, that's when you know it's bad. Like, if the yeah. Islanders fans actually have something to bring up, that's when there's a problem. And I'm not pressing the panic button. It's fine. It's a slow start. It's a long season. I constantly bring up Edmonton last year. But, like, just relax. And you know what? Let the Islander fans do it to you. It Like, you know, take your beating. Take the insults. But like, I like yeah. Chris Kreider needs to get can, back on the roids too. Yeah. Oh, can I add something to that? Um, I saw a stat. Um, Igor Shesterkin, he has not won a game against the New York Islanders. I find that amazing. I think he's like oh seven and one all time against them. I I just want to throw that out. I find that amazing. That's just like wow. Not something you should do against the team that you play like four times a year. Yeah, definitely. And like, I who's their backup now? JB, I forget his name. It's Halak. He's so yeah, Halak. Yeah, yeah, he's bad. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I guess because they knew, like, somebody would have to look at the stats. But like, I guess uh, Gorgiev would play against the Islanders more because there's no way 
Shesterkin's only played against them, like, or could, like, they've only played eight times since Shesterkin's been around. But also, like, that's just, like, a guaranteed loss. It's either, like, you have Igor or you have a backup goalie who also sucks. So, yeah. I guess that was Rangers talk for, like, this week. Because yeah. there's not really anything good to talk about with them. Yeah. Of... Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I was going to say they have a lot of individual players playing well, but the team is just not really going right now. So that's another thing I hate too. When the Devils like first started and the goals weren't coming, and it was like, oh, you know, it'll be fine. Like the expected goals, which I hate this like expected and anticipated, like all these nonsense analytic stats that don't actually like prove anything. But now, like, Rangers fans are, like, holding on to those so tight. And they're like, no, guys, they're coming. Look at the expected and the tendencies. And the da, 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 da. it's like, no, you guys are just, like, getting beat night after night. And it's not looking good. But, like I said, don't hit the panic button. Long season. Glance done this, like, a lot of times. They made it to the Easter Conference Finals last year. Like, they will be fine. They'll still make the playoffs. But, like, for right now, if you're not a fan of them, it's, like, kind of fun. Hundred percent. So we leave Matty Bears till last. All right. Now we are letting Kieran have the floor. Tell us about some Calder candidates. All right. Well, the main ones right now, everyone's talking about Matty Beneers playing for the Seattle Kraken. He's got nine points in fourteen games, winning five goals. Pretty impressive start to the season for him. I mean, we saw him at the end of last season, and he was just fantastic. He got so much skill. He can score from anywhere. It's just so fun to watch him play. I, I would watch Seattle just to see Matty Beniers out there. And another one is a bit of a surprise, but Logan Thompson for the Vegas Golden Knights. He has kind of earned his starting spot for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I don't think they'll have any problem with the goaltending this year with Aiden Hill and him really holding down the fort with the other two guys out with injury. He's got a 930 save percentage and two shutouts already. And we also have Matias Michelli from the Arizona Coyotes. He's kind of overlooked, not many people talking about him, but he's got nine points in 12 games, only one goal, but a very solid season, especially for a Coyote. I mean, I think he probably leads the team in points mm-hmm. because it's the Coyotes. And among others, we have Cole Perfetti, Shane Pinto, Kalen Addison. There's there's tons of rookies this year, and it should be really interesting to see how this unfolds. I'm just looking at um, Shane Wright because he's obviously nowhere near the Calder race at all. But since the last podcast, he's actually played twice. Look mm-hmm. at him. Mm-hmm. For a total of know? 13 minutes and 45 seconds and 8 minutes and 42 seconds. With a one penalty, and I guess he was plus one both nights. Mm. Any points or no? (laughs) That's funny. Mm. No. (laughs) I'm starting to think like he may never score again. Um, Yeah. JB, I mean, he just mentioned, you know, kind of – goalie's heartthrob of the season, the young guy, Logan Thompson. Who else on your radar for the Calder so far? I mean, I think it's it's Beneers um, right now. Looking down the list, Shane Pinto got off to a super hot start. Uh, watched him a lot at University of North Dakota. 
but he's kind of slowed down a little bit. The the Senators are a high scoring team. If they don't play much defense, so sometimes that can uh, get people in trouble, get teams in trouble, and uh, it, players get affected by that. Points leaders, I mean, Beneers right now, Cole Perfetti's doing all right. Kalen Addison, he had seven assists to start the season, seven, and then he had like five power play points for the Wild, um, but he's got nothing since. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a race. It's going to be exciting. This is a really exciting uh, Calder class this year. Dylan Gunther, I think, would be my – just because he's, he's a bright spot on a bad team. So who else is going to score for the Coyotes? And he's really good. I've, I've watched a couple Coyotes games, and he just sticks out. He's such a fast skater, such a good skater. Um, so I think him, by the end of the season, Cole Perfetti, he was a higher draft pick uh, for the Jets team that also, I don't know where they're going to be at the end of the year. So getting him more playing time, something like that. But you always like to see a goalie up there. Uh, I harped hard on on. Logan Thompson, I still don't really believe in him um, just because maybe I'm a little biased because I hate the Knights, but I, I don't I don't know. I, goalies are hard to win the Calder. It's so rare, uh, and uh, I just don't know about him. But I think it's going to be Matty Beniers. It's going to be Dylan Gunther come the end of the year. Owen Power, defensive. He hasn't really gotten the points right now, um, but he's, he's partners with one of the better defensemen in the league this year, and Another name to watch is Mason McTavish too. I don't think he's done. I don't know. I I don't know his stats, but he hasn't looked. Uh, he hasn't scored a ton. I don't think. Uh, but he's also he, a really really good rookie. I just think we have to enjoy this Calder class. It's so strong. Another goalie too. I've almost forgot about him. Stuart Skinner. Like he's having a great season too. Oh, oh no yeah. no! Don't include that guy. That guy just makes me so mad for absolutely no reason. <laughs> oh why? His mustache I, is sick. Yeah, like I get it. I have a mustache too, but like his just makes me mad. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't see it with him. And like it'd be crazy if if the Oilers had a goalie that they homegrown goalie. Yeah. Oh, I just want to say before I let you uh, make your pick, Justin, I just want to say one thing. I feel like we've talked about Evander Kane on here more than probably a lot of people have. Um, two things. One, obviously, I hope he gets better soon. That was actually like the grossest thing I'd ever seen. And two, uh, I mean, the three of us know we're on NHL Instagram a lot. The fact that like people posted that and like didn't have any like disclaimer like, hey, this is the grossest thing you'll ever see in your life was just, like, crazy to me. Because, like, a lot of people on Twitter were like, no, I'm not posting this, like, any, under any circumstance. And then people on Instagram were like, hey, look at this, like, a week after Halloween, but, like, real blood. Oh, it was so gross. Like, I hated seeing that constantly this morning. And I just really wanted to get that out there. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. Um, but with my Calder pick, I'm going Maddie Beneers as well. Um, I think Seattle right now is getting the true value of what he brings um as um a very good forward and he, he they draft him as their number one center for the future. Obviously Shane Wright has not been working out as the number two center or what they're hoping to be their number two center. Um so yeah, but Matty Beneers is at everything they want wanted him to be. I just want to comment on the Shane Wright situation, if you don't mind. Um I just hate how they're handling him right now. 
I, I don't I, I feel like you're just killing the kid's confidence right now by benching him and then when you want to play him play him for like maybe like 10 to like 14 minutes a game I just don't know how he gets better from here I think just send him to the AHL there's nothing wrong with doing that yeah he's like 18 it he's exactly. gonna be there for a long time so I don't know what the trepidation is really and they're not trying to win this year either so true really I don't cool. know they're pretty hot yeah and I they guess. can go on a biggest run uh, all right, I don't, <laughs> I don't know about all that, but yeah, and like you feel bad for his grandparents too, like taking a weekend trip up to Seattle, and then it's like you only see him at lunch and not like at his job, like that must stink. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, that's that, yeah, that's actually a fairly popular thing I've noticed over the years that happens. I mean, I, an example: the Stars came to town, and uh, one of their draft picks he went to University of Minnesota Duluth in minnesota and he's a minnesota kid and his parents um were in florida for the winter or something traveled to minnesota because he was going to make his nhl debut last year and uh they scratched him 10 minutes before the game like that was he at least playing before and after a lot no that, that would have been his first nhl game oh, in okay. minnesota yeah riley mm -hmm. tufty yeah like i don't i don't know maybe wait until like when his grandparents made the trip, it was like well known that he wasn't really getting played and wasn't going to for like a little bit. So I don't know why that happened and it stinks that, you know, they had to spend a weekend in Seattle doing actually nothing. Um, yeah. But I also am going to go Matty Beneers. He's just like you guys all said, he's just an incredible talent. Gives you a reason to watch Seattle besides, uh, Bowie, that menace, and Brandon Tanner's creepy ass eyes. Mm. So, you know, he's good. And the Kraken, like, they're fun. They're turning heads. And I'm not gonna throw around the P word playoffs with them, but they're they're like a fun team to watch when you still want to watch hockey at like eleven o'clock at night and your favorite team's off and there's only like two games on. The Kraken definitely like should make a screen of yours. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Also, my... they're getting. Go ahead. Oh, you go. No, no, you go ahead, bro. You go ahead. All right, thanks. Also, I just want to add, they're getting great goaltender right now from uh, Martin Jones. Like, who would have saw that coming? Like, Phil Grubeyer, you think he's going to be like your, hopefully your franchise goalie um, with taking him in the expansion draft. And then now he's the backup. So I feel like that's crazy to see. Mm-hmm. He's doing terrible, like eighty seven percent or something like that. Yeah, something like that. For my culture pick, I'm looking just trying to be different because I don't want to pick Matty Beniers because everyone else did. I'm going with Cole Perfetti. He's having a really good season with Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg is going to be good this season. Dare I say playoffs, maybe a deep run. And yeah, I just really like how Rick Bonus has handled that situation. Cole Perfetti is playing really, really well. So, yeah, hopefully that keeps up and you can see them do very well. And if I can chip in on the Shane Wright talk just quickly, um, I don't I don't think the move is to send him to the AHL because to send him to the AHL, you have to scratch him five games in a row and then he can only play like five games once he gets down there. So, to me, 
He plays his nine games. I don't even know if has he played his nine games in the NHL yet. I no, think he's he at like six. Okay. Yeah. So he, he has... got scratched like three or four games in a row. Okay. So I think what they're gonna do is send him to the AHL for their like five game maximum. And then he's gonna go to the OHL. I hope anyways. That'd be good for him. JB, I feel like if people are still listening and not turned off by random nonsense I've babbled. Uh, it's because I think they know about your hockey knowledge and the insight that you bring to this program. As Kirill Kaprizov is on my TV and stupidly got fined $5,000 for hitting that goon Drew Doughty last night. What's going on in Minnesota? Well, right now, um, and, and since, I mean, it's been since Seattle, that 5 deal lost. And they have no size right now. I mean, they're the smallest team. I think I've talked about it on here, but they're the smallest team in the league uh, without the three big guys that they have out right now. They don't have Marcus Foligno. They don't, they don't have Jonah, Jordan Greenway, who played last night, but he's taking a break today. Uh, and they don't have Brandon Duhame, and they don't have Ryan Hartman. Um, and that takes away all your toughness, all your size. You're left with really nothing. You bring up Fogarty, who's an AHL player at best, and Edina kid, but what, what a, you know what? I have to put in Minnesota kid when I, when he's there, but um, then he bring in Adam Beckman here. One of our prospects. It's just not a, it's not a strong team right now. Uh, and I mean that in the physical sense, he's, it's just not a strong team and uh, scoring wise. It's, it's there. This is the seventh period without a goal for the wild in the last two, two games in a period. Now uh, they still have no goals in this week since Thursday. No goals. Uh, they also haven't haven't allowed a goal tonight either, but it's an Anaheim Ducks team. Anyways, but, yeah, it's just not looking good right now. I don't like the depth. The depth is not good, and the depth is young. And the only depth that isn't young, like I said, is Stephen Fogarty, who I'm sure nobody that uh, doesn't watch the Wild or Bruins know who he is because he's, he's just not an NHL player. Marco Rossi has been an extreme disappointment this year. I'm not saying he has looked bad. He hasn't scored. He hasn't even, he's gotten one point, and he hasn't gotten his first career goal yet. And um, defensively, Matt Dumma, um, I've defended him to the grave and back. He sucks. He's just a bad defenseman. And they've been wanting to trade him for a couple years now and just hasn't happened. You're not going to get anything from him now. His contract's up. Um, so I don't know. The Wild are going in a good direction, but they were trying to do win-now mode like last year. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen. I still I still believe this is a wild-card team. Um, but they got to get healthy. And Hartman's a big piece to this team. He adds so much, and he's going to be out for a while. So that hurts too, but... It's it's a little disappointing and it's a little worrisome for this season. Still very early, but uh, Flurry's looking very good uh, last couple games. I mean, kind of a stinker against Seattle, but I mean, he was the only player that showed up yesterday. So, do either of you have a thought on the Minnesota Wild? Because as I told Jackson, I was bad luck. I felt like so I have not watched them in about a week and a half. So I can't really have much input. I was just going through the roster and like there's nothing else I can say except it's just mid. 
<laughs> so mid. <laughs> I I really like their prospect system though. It's just it's such underrated. Like Yurov and um man, why is the goalie's name still in my mind? Wallstead. Wallstead. Yeah. Like it's just such a beautiful prospect system. But the team just I, I don't even know. Like last year I loved their team. But I'm just looking at the roster. I can't see anything good except Kaprizov and Enzigarello, by the way. Well, Matt Boldy has been excellent this year. Um, I think he's going to be better than Fiala when the year's done. I think he's one of the more underrated players in the NHL. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's It just doesn't look good this year right now. Um, and Bill Guerin's not the kind of guy to go into a rebuild. He's done his best to fix up this prospect system for when these guys like Spurgeon and um, Matt Zuccarello have to hang it up. But, yeah, I don't know about this season right now. So I think with, like, um, goaltending, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't followed the Wild much, but it seems like they're getting inc- inconsistent goaltending from uh, especially Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, I saw, like, his first three games of the season, like, he was, like, historically like horrible if i'm like correct me if i'm wrong but and then now he's like picking it up but then like you just said he had a bad game against the kraken so when you don't have consistent goaltending i feel like that's a huge problem for any team yeah flurry and gustafson let in um about 30 goals in a couple games to start the season but yeah flurry's been a lot better he was player of the week uh third star um last week and then the Kraken game was it, – it was a weird game. It just was weird. The team was going to go on a big break. I don't know. It was just weird. But, yeah, and he played excellent last night. But Gustafson's in today. Traded Gustafson for Talbot. I haven't liked anything I've seen from him. But A lot of people didn't even know Talbot was, like, still able to play. He's like, injured right now. I don't think he's healthy. He played on Saturday, and I posted, like, a video oh, of did. him. And it was oh, like yeah. the people in the banana suits behind him going crazy. A lot of people just thought it was an old video. So huh. that was interesting. Um, do either of our guests, before I let you go, do either of you have a team that we did not talk about that you want to let a few thoughts out about? Um, I do. Um, the St. Louis Blues. Um, <laughs> they started off very good to the season. 3 you know. And now they have lost eight in a row, I think, right? So I've, I took a look at them. I've been following them a little bit. Their goaltending has been horrible. Jordan Dennington is, like, I, he's, I don't know what happened to him. He was amazing in, like, 2019 when they won the Stanley Cup, and now he's just so bad. And they have, like, their blue line, like, if you look at it on paper, it's very talented. You have Justin Falk, Colton Pareko. Um, Tory Krug. It's very talented, but it looks like they're they're not getting much production from their top players offensively. I looked at their stats. Ryan O'Reilly has two points through I think eleven games, and uh, um, what's his name? Jordan Cairo. I think his name mm-hmm. is four points through eleven games as well. So I feel like those are their two top players offensively right now, and the fact that they're not getting production from them is really just showing right now in their record. Yeah, I. I love seeing it. Uh, Blues are my least favorite team in the league. Uh, I despise everything about them. And, yeah, they're not good. They had a situation a lot like 
uh, I'd say the Wild last year where they had a lot of overperforming players. And I mean, look at like Jordan Cairo and the big one. They they signed both these guys in Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. They're bad this year. Bad. And yeah, it's not a young team by any means either. I mean, they have Tori Krug, who's <laughs> one point this year. Justin Falk, who's not 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 young, and Vladimir Tarasenko, who he wanted to be traded last year, and he's not looking good either. And I hate Jordan Bennington. I can't stand that overconfident, just spasmastic Jordan Bennington. And he sucks, and it's awesome to see. It's so funny when like a goalie has like a little bit of an edge and like a swagger to him. Everybody's like, no, I hate that guy. But like any other person does it. And we're like, oh my God, this guy's the best. But like, I he understand why. No reason. Like yeah, he, just, I, he gets I pulled get from a game and takes it out on. Oh, he's just a, oh, I hate him. I just want to add something real quick for um, someone else goes. Um, I hope Jordan Bennington, someone steps up to him and knocks his shit. <laughs> <laughs> it almost happened. The Islander game. I yeah. feel like if like eight Islanders didn't pull off whoever, like it was bound to happen. I mean, it still kind of is. Give it like a week. You know, if I was the Blues, I'd be waiting until January and then check in the AHL, see if they have a goalie down there. Try to rerun the 2019 thing. Yeah, you could. Uh, yeah, I don't even know their prospects. Oh, they have none. <laughs> they change neighbors. Oh, yeah. That's like they're on the eye. Wasn't in their Stanley Cup season like in January, they were in like Dead last in the league. Yeah, that's that's what right. I was making a connection to there. Yeah, but their their offense has been terrible. Thirty second in the NHL in offense. I mean, and their defense hasn't been any better. Goaltending also has not been helping. Just it's just a bad team. That's all it is. So, uh, Kieran, is there a team that we didn't get to talk about that you had an opinion on? Man, I'm always wanting to talk about the Habs, but not today. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep it honest with you. If Cole Caulfield <laughs> doesn't do anything, I don't. I don't keep up with them. I'm listen, just gonna shoot you straight. Listen, and you can quote this man, Suzuki. He's scoring forty, and he's getting hundred points this year. Book it. I, I, I'd be all in on that. I love Nick Suzuki. Mm-hmm. All right, Kirby Doc's a big, uh, a bright spot for them too. Kirby Doc's been really good too. That's another Blackhawks player, young Blackhawks <laughs> player they gave up on. And they get like Frank Nazar for him. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> scored two tonight. Pretty happy with him. So, all right, yeah. this is I actually like forgot about this. I've kind of been like really invested in it the past few days since the report came out. Ryan Reynolds and the Ottawa Senators. Is this good or bad for the NHL? Whoever wants to go first, go for it. It's amazing. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. It's amazing. Because, I, I mean, I, yeah, you go ahead. Sorry. Now you go. You finish your statement. I was just going to say, like, you know, he's a huge celebrity. And I think if he bought the Senators, that'd be huge news. Like, you could see people just around the States. I mean, he's got a lot of fans, right? He, big movie stars. So that'd be, uh, and he, he obviously would be promoting that, too. So that'd be huge, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is one of the most, like like you said, one of the most famous celebrities. 
especially in America. And he could, I feel like he would attract a lot of attention to the senators, especially in America right now. Um, and really, I feel like their fan base is like obviously not the biggest. I, I know they've had problems with attendance. So I feel like if he bought them team, I, I know he said on like Jim uh, Fallon tonight, he needs like a, a co-business partner to be able to buy them. I believe he but, actually said, "quote a sugar mommy or sugar daddy." But yes, yes you no, are. Said that. You are correct. He said that. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like it, it's exciting. I think. Um, like, I, does he know anything about hockey? Probably no. But he doesn't really Senators, like sports. People. Like in the Wrexham documentary, he was like, "Yeah, I don't know why I bought a soccer team. Like, I don't actually like sports at all." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but no, who knows? <laughs> he might turn things around there with like the whole fan base and everything. That'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's um, just an example close to me and my Aaron Rodriguez or Aaron Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez buying the Timberwolves. Um, he had a so-called sugar daddy with him, and that brought the the Timber that brought the Timberwolves a little more back on the map, and they sucked. I'm not a big basketball fan. Um, it's just a, an example I can think of like similar to this, a big celebrity buying a team and it's, they got Rudy Gobert, a big player. And, and I don't think they're good still, but, uh, it'd be something like that where, I mean, players want to play for a team that has popularity. I mean, everybody, I assume NHL players would love to be asked to play for the Maple Leafs until the media gets to them, but yeah, it's awesome. I mean, and Ryan Reynolds, he's an entertainment uh, factor too. We saw it on a video. He's at a game the other day, and he—that was the loudest the crowd's been all year, probably. And they're cheering for him. So it would be—it'd be awesome. And I think we've said it on this podcast before, but it, it's time for a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup too. So it's always fun to uh, see like a Senators where they're not. Out of all the Canada teams, I, I would think they're one of the least recognized team um at least here in the states if if we're looking at it that way um so yeah it'd be awesome yeah i mean any eyes on the game is better than no eyes and ryan reynolds has only like made things better so i just think it'd be a great addition to the game and the league as a whole all right so i've taken up too much of all three of your times but i cannot let you go until I let you guys plug the Instagrams. Kieran, I'm going to let you go first. Tell right. everybody what they need to know about Inside the Puck. All right. At Inside the Puck on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff. And um, if you don't mind me plugging the podcast as well, we're going to get it restarted. We had one before, but kind of went down the drain. But we're getting it going again. So if you liked my takes today, head on over to Inside the Puck on Spotify and Apple Music. Here we go. And we got our team of the week every Sunday or Monday. Yep. Uh, so that's exciting. And I enjoy, you know, people telling me who I missed and stuff. <laughs> so that's always fun. Uh, Justin, I mean, you didn't really need any introduction. A lot of the people that are probably going to be here are going to be here because of you and the Devil's Fanatics poll. But please tell everybody about the page. Yeah, no, if you're a Devil's fan or even just a fan of hockey, um, just follow me along my journey. I'm like kind of like trying to document like my experiences as like a Devils fan and also posting like content relating to the team and stuff like that. Next week, I'm actually going to Canada to see the the Devils road trip. And that's the first time I'm I'm ever going to be there. So if you're into and stuff like that, into stuff like that, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Devils Fanatics. 
two two of the best on Instagram. Uh, we're happy that you guys were able to join us. We're happy that you know we've gotten to get to know you guys a little bit. Um, JB, did I miss anything? I don't think so, other than your catchphrase. Yeah, I mean, we all know by now that, that goddamn Johnny Goudreau is a whore. And you know what? Good. I'm glad I that agree. Columbus sucks. I agree. I agree. Yeah, like, I, I just everybody needs to know. It. We just need to spread awareness. Like, you know, we're all acknowledging that Jesper Pratt's the best player in the NHL, but not enough people know that, you know, Johnny Goudreau's a whore. Um, yeah, that's all the time we got. I don't know. We'll do better or not next week. I like to think this one was pretty good. I'll, I'll fuck it up next week. Um, at the puck wave everywhere. Yeah, that's really about it. Um, thank you guys for joining us and we'll be back. I don't know next week later on.